Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the podcast where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. Today I am traveling to a galaxy far, far away, or should I say far, far away, actually, with <laughs> my next guest. Her name's Casey and she is from Atlanta, although we were just discussing not soon to be formally of Atlanta. Yes, yes, I'll be back in Mississippi. Uh, so thank you very much for being on the podcast. And for anyone who didn't pick up, obviously, on the hint there, uh, Casey is a Star Wars collector. And I say far, far away because that is your social handle that most people would know you by as well. And how I came to, to be familiar with you. Yes, yes, far, far away. <laughs> how, how did that nickname or how did the username come around? I had a another username before and I realized that my Instagram account was starting to turn into mostly Star Wars content and I wanted to figure out a cool name that would let people know it's still me. It still have the word gray in it, but also be something Star Wars some Star Wars related and I love anything that has the phrase a long time ago in a galaxy far far away on it i if i see it on a t-shirt on any kind of art i will always buy it i love that phrase and i thought it would be really cool if i put my name in that and i could make it a little bit my own and that's how i adopted the name awesome so actually talking about you know your love of everything uh once upon a time in a galaxy far far away the first thing I always start off with people is how did you become a fan of Star Wars? What was it that made you the super fan, if you want to call it that, that you are today um, with this, this great massive collection? I grew up in a Star Wars family. My mom and my sisters were really into Star Wars. My mom was pregnant with me when she went to see uh, Return of the Jedi. So she... Cool. Like I've been, I was just born into this world of loving Star Wars. We would watch it together as a family. And I have a lot of really fond memories of just everybody being excited watching Star Wars together as a child. And as I got older, I was not a super fan, but I always, it was always something I loved. And of course, when the prequels came out, and we had this flood of toys and merchandise and it was just there were star wars everywhere that's kind of what got me into looking for toys and getting excited about the t-shirts and things and the more i watched the sequel or the prequels rather and the more that i would see the toys at walmart and i would just start coming home with one toy two toys <laughs> five toys and by episode three i was old enough to have my own money and really start collecting toys and that's when it really took off watching episode three over and over because i worked at a movie theater at the time oh, cool. and then going and buying a lot of toys from the movie and just filling up my entire bedroom that's where it started <laughs> nice nice so do you have any of the items that, from when you first started buying them as a child? I am one of those poor, poor victims of uh, when you get to a certain age, your parents kind of throw away all of your uh, toys. <laughs> yeah. 
so a lot of my a lot of my Star Wars toys from that era are gone, and I've been as an adult <laughs> searching and Reclaiming. trying to reclaim that collection. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I know that. I I think that probably happens to a lot of adults, you know, especially collectors. They either have like a few bits that were left over, but they had this whole other collection that might have been thrown out along the way, um, or and it's that, that trying to capture the childhood those those memories of collecting in those certain things there was a collector that i had on a teenage mutant ninja turtles collector on a prior on a prior episode and he was saying that you know he was just going to collect the things he had as a child and then it just became this bigger 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 collection and he's got this massive collection now of, of figures um so yeah that's not uncommon for people to do definitely not uncommon what was the sort of things that you remember from working in a cinema? Do you have any remember any memories of those? Because I know I actually went and watched episode one in the cinema. I remember I went to the mid. It was my first ever midnight premiere um, oh, nice. of a movie, and uh, one of the first times I actually saw cosplay in person because people turned up in cosplay to the start of the movie, and then even before the movie started, there was a couple of people that went down and reenacted a, a lightsaber battle in front of the <laughs> the whole uh, cinema and we were all you know clapping and cheering it was it was one of these memories that sort of steered in my brain do you have any memories like that from working in there and seeing fans come in when, when the movies were coming out it's one of the most fun things about working in a theater and when a movie that you love comes out mm -hmm. and it is you get to go in there on your break or when the movie's over, you've got to go in there and clean up and you get to experience that joy from other people over yes. and over like all day, every day. And it kind of, it makes the movie even more special because you know, when the music hits, when the star Wars shows up on the screen, everybody screams and claps and gets excited. And you know, you time it just right. You're like, okay, I'm going to go watch the Mustafar fight real quick. <laughs> and you can just, you can see everybody react to everything going on. And it's like, you've seen it 500 times. They're watching it for the first time. And you just get to keep hearing the excitement and the cheering and the clapping every day. It's, it makes it, it makes it feel like there's a real community and you feel the camaraderie and the all, amongst all of the fans it's it's a great experience working at a theater during a movie like that i love that i love that and another thing going to the collecting side of things I, I'm, I'm actually looking in the, in the background in in, my, in the corner of my room and i'm seeing the kylo ren lightsaber uh drink bottle that i actually got when that movie came out and i i, I tend to yes. keep a lot of the different uh popcorn containers or the drink um holders and i i'm sure that many collector out there can identify with this do you have quite a few of those that you picked up as well during the movies runs yes i am i would get this i worked at the theater i'm showing my age here i worked at the theater back when you know we were actually playing movies with film and <laughs> <laughs> i would collect little bits of the film like mm -hmm. when we were putting the movies together or the trailers together, I have a few trailers of the prequels and I have like little, I have little clips of the film with some of my favorite parts in there. You know, it's, those are some of the things that I would kind of sneak out with. And of course, posters and 
mylars that have the have like the smaller movie art on them showing you which side of the theater to go to things like that like i kind of took a lot of that and with the sequels i definitely did get the kylo ren <laughs> the drink <laughs> the, the cup that thing is awesome i love i think i still have popcorn buckets from at least last jedi and rise of skywalker <laughs> yes i do as well actually i'm looking at those up on top of a um bookshelf as well um and even the the drink container that you're you've got in your hand at the moment has the death star uh, on top i don't think that is a cinema cup though but that's pretty cool and i don't know if you can see there's also a millennium falcon flying out of the bottom oh, of the cup too <laughs> oh it is oh it is that's awesome where'd you get that one from <laughs> i got this from one of our closeout stores here and it only costs like four or five dollars um i think at home and yeah i i, I saw it on the shelf i'm like of course i have to have that <laughs> Where you live in Atlanta, um, talking about, about stores, in your stories, because I've been following you for a while and, and we, we, I, I comment on a lot of your stories, especially the funny Target carts of Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> because they seem to be stalking you in, 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 your, in your place because they they're, live across the road from you. Um, is, there, is that a bit of a dangerous thing, living across the road from a Target? Do you find you every day just to oh, I'll just go over and have a look at what came out today and you end up bringing extra things home it is dangerous I go over there and look at the toy department probably every other day at least and <laughs> Atlanta has so many targets <laughs> and like if I can't find a toy at the one across the street from me I know that there's five or six other targets I can drive around to looking for specific toys like the baby Rodian that came out a few months ago. I went to probably five targets looking for it and I finally got it. <laughs> it really is dangerous, but it's, you know, it's a good kind of danger. It's really like, oh, if I really want this, I can spend a day go target hopping. <laughs> <laughs> I see that actually on some videos when I watch, because I, I tend to occasionally watch YouTube videos of toy hunters and things like that. And you see them, they're like, all right, this is target number three. And you're like, how many targets are in your area? <laughs> you were actually asking if we have targets here in Australia, which we do, but I don't think they're as prolific as, as they are where you are. This is an impressive area. I did not realize when I moved here, how dangerous the target situation was. <laughs> I, back at back home there's only two targets within 30 minutes of me and you know i will go to both looking for toys but here oh no there's more than 10 all less than 45 minutes of me and that's nothing if you're on a toy mission you will you'll you'll go all over a tri-county area looking for whatever you're looking for <laughs> is there a secondary store outside of target that you go to like i think uh, in america you have Coles. i think is one of the common stores and obviously your walmarts and, and places like that what would be your second pick if you're toy hunting and you and you won't go into a target where would you go elsewhere Coles has a very good collection of Lego, I've noticed. Um, if I can't find it somewhere else, if it's sold out at the Lego store or somewhere, one of my top choices, 
if you go to Kohl's, you can find things a little bit longer on the shelf than other places. I, um, so Kohl's is definitely in my, in my little collection of toy places I go. I really almost prefer buying secondhand toys. I like for, I like the toys that they're already open. I like, I do have some things I keep in boxes, but I like toys out of the box because I'm actually going to pick them up, play with them. I'm going to post them on the shelf. So Ooh, I cool. go to a lot of secondhand stores here and we have the best selection of stores here, just privately owned stores where people are just reselling older toys, things that, you know, I haven't seen since 99 when they came out. Mm. Um, I love doing that. We've got a couple of really great Lego stores like that here too. Um, people can, they can find you pretty much anything you're looking for. I, I'm really into minifigs. So <laughs> I've gone on a, a hunt for a Greedo minifig recently. And I, <laughs> I found a Lego store that had it an hour and some change away from me. And I drove over an hour <laughs> to go get this Greedo minifig. <laughs> There's a, actually, I don't, I'm trying to think where it is, but there's a, cause I'm a quite a, a prolific Lego collector myself. We were talking about this earlier. I'm in the middle of doing a photo challenge at the moment. And, um, <laughs> quite a few of the photos that I've been posting have Lego within them. Um, but I, I remember seeing a video. I can't remember if it was in the planner, maybe it was somewhere else, but there's a really cool, it's like a secondary, like a, like a secondhand Lego store. Mm -hmm. um that i can't even remember the name of it now i'll have to find, i'll have to remember maybe I'll, I'll i'll post it in in the um in the description for people if they want to look in the summary uh but it, it's really cool they've got all this used uh lego you can buy it by the tub um mm -hmm. they've got uh hundreds of, of boxes of you know unopened sets as well but i've seen this on a couple of different lego because i watch a, a number of lego youtube channels mm -hmm. as well and I've seen a couple of different people go to this store. I can't remember the name of it now. There's two that I really like. Um, Atlanta Brick Company. And that might uh, be the one actually. That one's really it's it's that one has a really great selection of minifigs. Yeah. That's where I got my Greedo from. And then there's a uh Bricks and Minifigs, I think that's the name of it as well. And it's smaller, but the people there are so, so nice. And, you know, I walk in and I always have on a Star Wars shirt and they're like, we know what to show you. Here you go. <laughs> that's definitely the first one. I, now, now that you've said it, I'm, I'm almost certain that that's the one I was thinking of. That is a wonderful, wonderful store. That's the one that's uh, just over an hour from me and it's worth the drive. It's great to just walk around. And, and sometimes they have guests there. Um, one of the Lego Masters was there, oh, one cool. of the guys from a competition show. And he was just, I was just listening to him talk to the customers and I'm like, this is just a great store if you're a Lego fan. <laughs> Are you a fan of the Lego Masters TV show? I am. I really enjoy that show. It gives me, because I'm not great at making my own creations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much better if you give me instructions, I will follow them. I'm much better at that. Um, but I just love seeing what they're able to come up with. And of course the, uh, star Wars episodes, <laughs> that, that, that perks me up. <laughs> if you have a chance, you should watch the Australian version 
um, if you can find a place to stream it. I've heard that it's wonderful. I've heard it's actually kind of more educational than ours. Yeah, it, it's it's a really enjoyable um, show. Actually, uh, the Lego collector that I had in season one, um, Greg from the Lego channel Brickitect, he has commented a couple times on his um, blog uh, that, or no, sorry, his um, podcast that he quite enjoys the Australian one better than the American version. And I can completely see why, because it is a bit of a different vibe watching it. Um, but I actually got to meet, there's two hosts. There's a host called Hamish, who is a popular um, sort of radio and TV personality here in Australia. Uh, and a, a Lego guy called Brickman, who is the, I think he's the only certified Lego builder in the Southern Hemisphere. Wow. Like official, you know, like certified Lego ambassador. So he actually has his own workshop where he builds things um, in Melbourne um, and they make these massive creations. So he's he's the other judge on there that, that judges all, all the different builds. And he, he just has so, so much emotion. You see, whenever he has to eliminate someone from the show, he's essentially has tears in his eyes because he gets so emotionally attached to all the people on the show. So it's really cool watching that. And uh, I actually had a chance to meet Brickman right uh, prior to the pandemic in 2019, funnily cool. enough, because we're talking about Star Wars, <laughs> at an event at a Westfield shopping centre for May the 4th in 2019, where they were doing uh, one of the world's biggest uh, X-Wing, or what was it they call it? It was one of the world's biggest um, Lego sets, they called it. And essentially they had this big container that they'd fashioned to look like a Lego box. And it was, and we're talking about like a 10 foot high container by 20 foot wide, like like quite big. Um, nice. <laughs> and, but they'd fashioned it to look like the little X-Wing model. And then they had all the individual pieces of that model were built out of Lego. So you had Lego pieces built out of Lego pieces that <laughs> put the, together made a whole Lego set. It was really impressive to watch. Um, and they made this massive X-Wing uh, that was about, oh, I want to say probably about six foot long and about the same wide. And it was huge. And I, I went and watched that uh live when they did that and it was really really fun i got to meet him and actually talk to him that's yes. awesome i am also a massive lego fan talking about your lego collection do you are you a diehard collector like every set that comes out you have to have it or do you have specific sets that you sort of focus on i have specific sets i kind of focus on i mm -hmm. tend to not be a completionist in any way when i'm collecting it's I, it has to be something that speaks to me somehow. Like it has to be something that I love. Um, like I was very excited when they released the, when they released the probe droid. Cause that is, <laughs> I have like a little mini probe droid collection going on. And whenever yeah. I saw the picture for that, I was like, they made that for me. <laughs> so if it's something like that, I'm definitely going to get it. Or sometimes I will buy an entire big set because it's got some minifig in there that I am in love with and need. <laughs> I was going to ask about that because you talked about the Greedo minifigure and I know that they did the Cantina set a while back, which I'm sure had one of 
uh, of his minifigures in it as well. Yes. <laughs> so you got that I, have, I imagine? I, I have the cantina set and I needed an extra Greedo because I was like, this face with the cantina set, I need a whole <laughs> separate Greedo for just displaying with the, with the other minifigs. <laughs> What's the obsession with Greedo? Because I noticed you do have a bit of a sub-collection <laughs> within your collection of Greedo. I really, one of the things I love about Star Wars is just aliens, the alien designs and how just completely unique and original they are. You don't see things that look like that in any other medium. And Greedo in particular is just, it blows my mind how amazing that design is. It never gets old every time I watch, every time I watch Star Wars, I'm like, this is the best character. This is the best alien. The <laughs> eyes, the mouth, like everything. It's just, I am fascinated with that design and Rodians in general. So I got a couple of Greedos in my collection. And then I was like, you know, I kind of want, uh, want the vintage one. So I went and got a vintage Greedo. And at this point, I've got probably four of the, four of the original Greedos. Um, I, I don't just get one. I have to, if I see it, I pick it up, even if I've already got it. So I just keep picking up more and more Greedos <laughs> <laughs> or any kind of Rodian. I people send them to me because they know I'm the Greedo lady from Instagram. <laughs> so sometimes people will send me a message like, "I found a Greedo. I would like to send to you," and it's it's the kindest thing. I love that about this community. Um, I, I am the Greedo lady and the Finn lady. People will also send me Finns. <laughs> yes, I've seen that you're the Finn lady as well. And we were yes. discussing prior to recording a little bit of the cat lady as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because you Only can collect cats. That's your other hobby is collecting cats, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do your cats have Star Wars names? They do not. Oddly, I have actually been thinking when I eventually get another cat, because I'm sure it's going to happen, I will actually finally give a cat a Star Wars name. I have uh, Charles Darwin, and I have Thurgood Marshmallow instead of Marshall. So I kind of have them named after historical figures. And then I have Scout, which is named after Scout Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> nice. Obviously, uh, you, you mentioned you're a bit of a reader as well. Yes, yes. But next cat is definitely going to have a Star Wars name. <laughs> nice, nice. Greedo. I, 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 Greedo. I know, I might as well name it Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about Finn that stood out to you as a character? I was all in on Finn the moment I saw him in mm-hmm. the Force Awakens trailer because I was so excited. I was like, oh, we get more Star Wars movies. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what we're going to get next and i remember when he sits up in his arm in his stormtrooper armor with mm-hmm. his helmet off i was just like oh my goodness who is that who <laughs> is that <laughs> and that's the thing that made my made my hair stand up on my arms i'm just i was so excited i was like who is this stormtrooper i have to know his story watching the movie i was not disappointed it was just fascinating to have someone realize against programming that there is something bigger and better 
in the universe and they can go pursue it. They can do the right thing. And it's, that's what his whole character is based on is doing the right thing. Yeah. And yeah. the friendship between Finn and Poe also something that I absolutely love. And I, so I was definitely not disappointed with that first movie of Finn. I was just, I was all in immediately upon appearance. <laughs> There's a book, I'm trying to remember the book's name now, it's it's sitting somewhere within my book collection, but I can't see it from here. I want to say it's called The Force Awakens, or or something before The Force, or um, but it's essentially uh, stories that were that they'd written that were um, meant to be sort of the ca earlier canon prior to, to that movie, which was, oh, what was it? But there's actually like, it, so there's individual short stories within there that play to the different characters and there is actually um a finn story in there which is really cool and i'll have to remember what the name of that book is and also put that in descriptions for people so i have to remember uh, atlanta Britco. i think that's the, the name and then mm -hmm. i've got to remember what the book is as well uh, because it's got some really cool stories um which actually tie in to that but the humor for finn i think one of my favorite things is when he's in the uh healing suit Yes. <laughs> walking through and the water's like like coming out like, <laughs> leaking it all through the hallway. <laughs> I love <that> <laughs> I I love Poe's reaction to that. He's just like, buddy, you're leaking. <laughs> the two of them together, it's just it's my favorite. <laughs> Do you have a favorite trilogy? Definitely original because that's what I grew up on. Mm -hmm. And um Pretty much my favorite everything about Star Wars is in Empire Strikes Back. Nice. So, you know, my favorite planet is Hoth and I am head over heels for probe droids. I just, I love the design of that droid and I just find it fascinating. Everything about Hoth is amazing. Tauntauns, think these are all things that I collect. I've got the Hoth section behind me mm -hmm. here. Um, you can see that. <laughs> it's everything about that so Wampa, movie. Right? that's what i can see in the background and wampa sorry to cut you off yeah. there i've got uh three wampas here and a luke hanging upside down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i really i just i have always found it really fascinating and it's one of those things like the older i get the more i watch the movie the more i love it it's the more i realize this is this really is something special this is really something they really had something amazing in that movie and I just, the appreciation for it grows. Do you have an idea of how many pieces are in your collection? I have absolutely no idea how many toys and <laughs> how many items <laughs> I have at all because I keep finding more and more. <laughs> like there's around the apartment they're just around in boxes that i'm still you know I'm, I, as i'm packing i'm like i don't even remember having this like i just <laughs> where did this come from it is i'm hoping that when as i'm packing this time i can actually log and cate categorize everything and uh -huh. see how many things I, I would like to know how many toys i have what i have because i have a bad habit of buying something that i already own <laughs> <laughs> which is good for my friends because i end up gifting them like oh i didn't realize i had two cad veins so you can have the second one <laughs> <laughs> Actually, i've had a couple people on and i say to them like with it because you've got 
for, for people listening, even though Casey doesn't know the number, I can tell you that it's hundreds just based on what I've seen of, of, of the, some of the photos. Often when I ask collectors how many they have, a couple of times I've asked, how do you keep track of those things? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I just, just sort of know. And I, and I was like, there's got to be someone out there who's just not that person who knows. Who's just like, oh, that's cool. I'll buy that. And he gets home like, oh, oh, I've already got that. So you're that person. <laughs> I <laughs> met that, that person. person. <laughs> I get I get excited about it when I see it in the store and I just grab it, bring it home. And then when I get ready to put it somewhere because of my method of the way, the way I display things, I go to put it somewhere and it's already there. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you move, cause you, you, you were talking about like you going back to Mississippi for a while and then I think you're hoping to come back to Atlanta eventually, I think you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, when you do finally move back, are you hoping to have a certain dedicated space? Are you going to change up the, the style of the display? Hmm. I'm hoping that I can get a place big enough to really dedicate, like a to really fully decorate a whole room around this instead of it being, you know, shelves in one room and then a display in my living room. I would like <laughs> one nice immersive space yeah. that is fully dedicated to Star Wars. And that's the great thing about here Atlanta and Mississippi. We don't have basements. It's because of just various issues for foundations because of the way the soil is, but yeah. we don't have basements in Mississippi. Huh. And here, the great thing is I could get a house with a basement and just have a whole Star Wars cave <laughs> to no. go immerse myself in. <laughs> Australia, we don't really have basements either. Um, I don't, uh, I'm not sure why we've not really had basements. I guess in some areas we have, uh, for example, in the upper parts um, in Queensland, the state of Queensland, they have a lot of floods areas and things like that. So maybe that might be a reason for not having a basement in some areas around here. Um, and also humidity and things like that. But we didn't tend to not have basements. And I've always been jealous looking at Americans <laughs> with their basements, especially when they have these massive fan caves, like decked out with everything in them. I'm like, that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> we had the Nintendo collector in my, in my first season, uh, Lithium, and he has this massive collection within his basement and i'm just like i want a space like that i want that so my girlfriend and i would be looking at potentially buying a property and a couple of places we've been looking at rather than having basements they've actually got like attic spaces rather in a couple of places and so whenever we're looking at, at homes at the moment she's always like that room or that space that'd be the bat cave so we're always like we're discussing which which part would be the bat cave <laughs> I was not this into collecting when I bought my my first house, so I didn't have a designated place for the toys. Uh -huh. But when I purchased my next place, that's like, that's like that's number one on the list. Where do I put my collection? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that should be high. That should be high priority. <laughs> you should have the space for the collection, and then maybe another room where you can have a cat room with all different like sleeping areas and then uh you can have the different levels i love when i see the people have the different um levels on the wall and they have like shelving that the, the cats can go and walk across mine have a very tall cat tree here and they love it it's 
the vega butts on that thing they're always running up and down jumping off of it and i'm like that's a little tall you guys need to calm down but <laughs> luckily they do not touch my collection they don't climb on the shelves or anything they're very oh, respectful that. of my space <laughs> that's good that's good uh people people say because i don't have children people say oh you don't have children i'm like yeah no i don't want them to touch my toys like you know, <laughs> right they'll, they'll they'll break my lego <laughs> exactly when i have guests at my house and they're going they're going to bring their children i always have to kind of give them the little talk ahead of time like when you bring your kids to my house there will be toys everywhere <laughs> but they're not for playing with <laughs> so you're going have to explain to your children they're basically going to a toy store and they can't touch anything <laughs> with your eyes not with your hand that's what that's what i've had to tell children in the past i will gladly pick something up off the shelf and show you but don't grab it <laughs> you're gonna have to what you might need to do as you as as you get older as well and and more of your friends have children and, and things like that um and uh, me being in my 40s i know that i've gone through that um but you might have to have a separate box especially if you've got these doubles or, or, or triples or quadruples of greedo and other characters that you, you've bought you can then take some of those extras unbox them put them in a box and say here you go this is the play box for anyone that wants to play with the figures these are the ones you can touch <laughs> yes 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 there you go they're, they're the ones that can get dirty and 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 do whatever you want with <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to have like an emergency kid box somewhere. <laughs> hey, there's a, a couple other things I want to get through. Um, we've been talking for quite a while, uh, but I just want to quickly get through a couple of things. First off, I saw on your page that you got to go to Star Wars Celebration this year. First time that it's been on in a couple of years. Tell me about your experience there. Is that your first time going? That is my, Anaheim is my third celebration. Oh, um, celebration Orlando was my first. And of course I was a big fan because I went to celebration, but I would say that celebration Orlando is when I became like the collector I am now. Okay. When I went there, I was like, oh my gosh, all of these toys, this is wonderful. There's so many, there's collectibles everywhere. I'm going to have to get everything. <laughs> and that is when it started. And uh, Chicago definitely kicked it up to <laughs> the next level. Bought so many things in Chicago that I had to buy one of the Star Wars suitcases <laughs> that they were selling. And I filled it up with toys and brought them all home and I did the same thing again in Anaheim I I knew it was gonna happen I was like I know I'm gonna get there thank goodness American Tourister has a booth at Celebration every time so I know I'm gonna buy a suitcase and fill it with toys and fly back with it <laughs> my girlfriend and I when we travel overseas um into America and Japan the last couple overseas trips we've done we've tended to pack out like a large suitcase with a medium suitcase inside it and then all mm -hmm. the like well it's usually uh she has multiple suitcases for all her outfits and everything um <laughs> and then i have the large suitcase with a medium suitcase inside it and the medium suitcase houses all my clothing and everything and then the large suitcase becomes our extra suitcase for anything we buy because we go to the disney parks um so oh, yeah. anything we buy toy wise or you know any any collectibles we get goes within there um she did when we went to la a few years back she got 
some clothing places she wanted to go to as well. So she bought extra clothing while we were there. So we always have a spare suitcase when we travel. <laughs> these things I called myself doing that. I was like, oh, I'm going to put a duffel bag in here and that'll be enough. It was not enough. And <laughs> it was amazing. It was everything. Everybody brought their A game. There was like a box lunch and her universe had the most amazing clothing. I got the best Leia dress. <laughs> I was like, I did not plan on doing this. I didn't know they were going to have stuff this amazing. <laughs> so my um, spare bag plan went completely sideways on day one. I was already, <laughs> I was already completely full with gentle giant statues and things. I'm like, it was already ruined day one. <laughs> and you did, you cosplayed as well. My girlfriend, when I told her that you did Twilight cosplays, she absolutely loves Twilight. Um, so she nice. straight away jumped onto your page to have a look. What about cosplaying? Is that something you've done a lot as well or something that you sort of, once you started going to the celebrations, you, you took it on then? I started going to various conventions with some friends um, probably about seven or eight years ago, and they were big into cosplay. They were doing these amazing things. They were making everything from scratch, sewing, you know, making the helmets, everything from scratch. And watching them do that made me want to do it. And it made me want to try it out. And I kind of stumbled upon Twilight cos the Twilight cosplay community, just looking into cosplaying in general. And I was like, this looks like it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> this looks like a dream. I want to be completely immersed in the cosplay. I want to, you know, head Pete. I want to look like an actual like I'm actually from Ryloth or something. Well, you spoke about your love of aliens. It plays right into yes. that. Right? <laughs> so I decided to become one. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like little casual cosplays of like dressing like Han Solo or um, at con conventions. But when I went to Celebration in Orlando, that was the first time I did like a full on, I've got the Leku and the, you know, I've got my guns and all, you know, just that was the first time I went completely in on cosplay and I've been completely obsessed with it since then, not just limited to um, Star Wars. I've done a couple of Batman characters. Um, I did the Penguin. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, no, I saw this. I saw you posted a photo of this, actually, <laughs> in the stories. I loved it. I did uh, the Penguin. I did uh, Zatanna because I just, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful character. It's a beautiful design. I just love everything about that character. So I've done those at Han, Lando, and, but Twilights are my favorite. And then I debuted my first dark side character in Anaheim. So that was my dark side Twilight. And it I was- I loved that. I loved that. It, it, yeah, it, the dress was beautiful, actually. I, that's the one I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, you should see this one she did with the dress. Like, it, it's, it looks awesome. I am very happy I pulled it off. I, my sewing skills are, they grow every time I give myself this unreasonable task of, hey, I think this is what I want to make. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to teach myself how to do these things as I go. And uh, one of my friends was nice enough to 3D print the uh, Crimson Dawn emblem so that I could wear that on the front of my dress too. So that was, <laughs> it was, it was, that was probably one of my favorite cosplay experiences I've had in a really long time. That was fun. 
Awesome, awesome. Look, I think we should uh, wrap this up. I don't want this episode to go too long and uh, sound like a broken record at the end of every episode, but I could talk for hours with people. I just love geeking out about the stuff, especially Star Wars, one of those things I love geeking out about. But um, before before we wrap it up, uh, a couple of things. First off, I usually ask people to plug their socials, but I'll get you to do that second. Uh, so the first thing is for anyone who is collecting what advice would you give them for someone who's just getting into collecting? Ooh, there are so many people who will give you opinions on the way that you're collecting. And, mm. um, I get a lot of stop opening your toys, <laughs> stop <laughs> calling them toys. I've gotten that. <laughs> they're like, no, they're collectibles. I'm like, I'm buying them from the toy section. <laughs> <laughs> And I would just say to anyone who's starting, do whatever you love, collect yes. what you love, treat it how you love it. If you want to open that box and you want to play with it and pose it and hold it, like do it. Don't let anybody yes. tell you there's a wrong way to collect because collecting is supposed to be about joy. And if opening your toys gives you joy, if keeping them in a box gives you joy, whatever you want to do, do it that way and collect what you love. You know, don't feel like you're obligated to spend the money everyone else is spending or, you know, you don't have to be a completionist. You don't have to have the entire series. If you just do what brings you joy. Great advice. I think I would probably give the similar, if not the exact same advice to most people is just collect what you want how you love to collect like there is no wrong or right that, that's definitely definitely and and i think that's a great message to go out on but as i mentioned uh before i let you go i have to let you plug your socials tell people where they can find you i am galaxy far far a gray g-r-a-y on instagram and tiktok nice nice yes yeah, so i'll put the links in the description as well for people if they want to go um, check you out and they can also um, come and have a look at my page as well um, at collecting heroes when I'll post when the episode goes live. Um, now uh, also one thing actually, before I let you go, you did, sorry, I just keep saying before I let you go, before I let you go. So three hours later, I, I, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> uh, but you, you mentioned the, the socials, but, I think you should also plug your store because you're also working on some art, right? I am. Thank you for reminding me <laughs> to plug that. I have a few shirts on Tee Public, and of course, on Tee Public, you can put the art on anything you want. I am working on putting some more designs out, and it's a lot of very unique things that I love. Um, so you may not see the main characters from Star Wars, but you know, you'll see definitely like Savage Press or Maul, things that I am really passionate about. And I'll be putting some more fun things out there. And I plan to open my Etsy shop sometime later this year. So we'll have even more nerdy things, buttons, prints, so. Well, when you open that, you'll have to give me the link so I can share that as well. I will indeed. And I'll get the link to the Tea Public so I can share that. People check it out. I love your Queen Amidala um, design. I've already shared that on my socials prior uh, just because I thought that was a really cool design as well. Thank you. I'm hoping to add to the 
Padme art line. I'm working on some more pieces. It takes me forever to create them because I'm teaching myself how to use Procreate while I'm doing these things. <laughs> I love that you're teaching yourself all these things. Like that, that's fantastic. You're sewing and the art, everything. <laughs> that's uh, that's one thing about Star Wars. It's the more I get into it which amazes me that every year that passes in life, I get more into Star Wars. Uh, the more I want to figure out ways to express that, how I want to learn how to cosplay and sew, and I want to make t-shirts that, you know, have very unique art on them, things that look like it came out of my mind and not just, you know, mass produced yeah. and sold the hot topic. So <laughs> Star Wars is definitely opening up a lot of avenues for me. Perfect, perfect. Casey, thank you very much for being on the show. I've had a pleasure talking to you and I hope um, we can keep in touch and, and I can see much more of your fantastic collection once you finally get a new place to set it up. Absolutely, and thank you for having me. <laughs> if you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own. 